Nyata, hello. My name is Alison. I pastor a little church in southwest Victoria called Sanctuary. I acknowledge the people of the Eastern Ma Nation who have been sharing stories and keeping culture in this place since time immemorial. We here at Sanctuary are only the tiniest speck in this history. We've been here for just a few years. Next week, in fact, we'll celebrate our fourth birthday. And as we do on our birthday every year, next week we'll renew the congregation. Those who are willing will pledge to journey together as a body of Christ for another 12 months and commit to some simple attitudes and practices which help knit us together. These include gathering to wrestle with life in light of the scriptures and to pray, to eat, sing, work and play together, to practice hospitality and support the congregation and to seek justice, reconciliation, wholeness and peace in every sphere of life. Of course, thanks to shutdown, some of these practices are a bit tricky right now or are taking a different shape. Nevertheless, they remain important to the life of faith. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, which unites us across time and space, we are still gathering electronically and in prayer. We are still wrestling with the life of faith. We are still seeking justice, reconciliation, wholeness and peace. And we are committing to these practices because we still seek to walk together in love with Jesus Christ. For this is what it means to be the church, to gather around word and, when possible, table. Because when we do these things, Christ has promised to be with us. And we gather to be healed by this presence and to be woven together in love. We gather to be formed into a sign of the kingdom, a place where we learn to love not just our old friends or the people like us, but each person we encounter. A place where God's word writes love upon our hearts. A place where that love is nurtured and grows and finds all sorts of ways to express itself. So what is this love like? We catch a glimpse in the story we just heard. Joseph had every reason to hate his brothers. They envied him so much that they threw him down a mine shaft. And then they drew him up and sold him to slave traders who were heading into Egypt. Because of his brothers, Joseph had been enslaved and then was in prison in Egypt for years. And although he became eventually a big man in Egypt, he is still in exile. He is still a very long way from his father's home. Now his brothers have come before him. It's been years And a lot has happened and they no longer even recognise him. He even has an Egyptian name. And Joseph has a choice. Can he trust them with his true identity? If he doesn't, they will never have even the possibility of a real relationship. And if he does, they might treat him with further falseness, further contempt. His brothers might still be driven by old envy, old desires, old history. He doesn't know. Joseph takes a risk. He decides to trust. He reveals his identity, but his brothers are trapped in their history. 
They panic, and they cannot speak. In the face of their dismay, Joseph continues. He refuses to blame his brothers. Instead, he says that God arranged everything. For his brother's actions meant that Joseph was able to save the nations from starvation. He begs his brothers to let go of their self-hatred and distress. He offers them gifts and a place to call home. He weeps over them and he kisses them. And finally his brothers relax and are able to speak. In this story, Joseph demonstrates great freedom. He makes no claim on his brothers, except that of love. He shows no bitterness or resentment. He doesn't want them to be punished. In fact, he tells his brothers not to be distressed or angry with themselves. Joseph opts out of the cycles of violence and retribution. Instead, he acts on his own terms. And this freedom enables him to grant forgiveness to those who hurt him. It allows him to show generosity to those who took everything that he had and it lets him offer a home to those who sent him away from his own home and it leads to reconciliation. Joseph isn't perfect. There's plenty of trickery before this story and plenty of problems afterwards, but he shows how anyone who journeys with God can act freely and generously. He demonstrates what it is to be Christ-like and he shows his brothers what it is to love. Like Joseph, not one of us is perfect. And yet, like Joseph, we too are called to the work of reconciliation. For we are the body of Christ and his spirit is with us. And so we are to be Christ-like. Like Joseph, like Jesus, we must be vulnerable trusting one another with our deepest selves, forgiving one another and letting go of past hurts and old wounds. Like Joseph and like Jesus, we must love freely without expectation of reward or return. Like Joseph, like Jesus, we must care for those around us and offer them a space to call home. And like the brothers, we are called to accept with joy the generosity and the grace which are showered upon us all. We don't do these things simply by our own efforts. As we gather with Christ at our centre, the Spirit moves among us, guiding us, reconciling us and growing us in love. And as the Spirit does its slow work of transformation, We are gradually formed into this sign of the kingdom, a people who are known for their love, a people who are known for their love. So next week, let's commit to one another freely and wholeheartedly. Even when we cannot gather physically, let's stay connected by other means, phone calls, texts, emails, Zoom. Let's keep reflecting together on the Bible and on our lives and let's keep praying together and encouraging one another and supporting one another. And let's keep seeking justice, reconciliation, wholeness and peace in all of our relationships, both here at Sanctuary and wherever we go. The last few years have brought much life and growth, but they're just the beginning.
We are only four. We are still constantly learning and questioning, changing and falling over. And like all four-year-olds, we are still growing. We're growing into God's future. And that future is shaped by the choices we make now. So let's commit next week to each other for another 12 months. And as our story continues to unfold, let's see what happens next. And my prayer for you this week is that the Holy Spirit leads you into God's surprising new future. The future where the rejected one shows grace to those who betrayed him. And nations are saved by a slave. In the name of Christ I pray. Amen. If you value what you heard, there's always more to read on our website at sanctuarybaptist.wordpress.com. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. If you'd like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal. And you can find the details for this on the website. Well, great to have you with us and we'll catch you another time. Bye-bye for now.